Hello, we're glad you joined us for Stand Up Be Heard, the podcast. At Ford's Theater, we believe in the power of storytelling and using our voices. On this podcast, you'll hear student voices and perspectives about issues that are important to them. We invite you to open up, check any biases, and hear what they have to say. Throughout the year, I've seen many of my teachers struggle and have to learn how to teach in an entirely new way. In previous years, our school had six period days every day, but this year, due to the pandemic and local health recommendations, we switched to two-hour class periods with half of our classes one week and the other half the next. This was a learning curve for everyone. I had to face remembering newly taught material after being gone for a week, and teachers had to learn how to plan for and teach in two-hour blocks without losing their students' attention. However, I have found trust in my teachers to help me when I struggle and have ultimately seen them grow and adapt to the new schedule in ways I couldn't have foreseen. In a study, it was discovered that 88% of students say they trust their teachers to teach them this year, and 76% believe they are getting a good education. Despite the recognition that their teachers lack resources and time, I, for one, agree. My teachers have lacked resources and recognition but still try every day to put me and my fellow classmates ahead of their problems. Welcome to the second episode of Mental Rewind. This episode will explore how teachers and faculty dealt with their mental health throughout the pandemic. I'm Lily, your host. Today we'll be discussing how staff members' mental health has changed throughout the pandemic. We will be hearing answers to intriguing questions from educators at Skyview High School. In our high school, teachers have been working extremely hard to keep a healthy environment, both physically and mentally, for the students and their colleagues. Today, you will hear from Mr. Clunder and Mr. Newell, who are teachers, as well as Mr. Carlson, who is an administrative dean. Both Mr. Clunder and Mr. Newell are two of the most compassionate teachers and would do anything to help their students in and out of the classroom. They have taken time out of their day to help me and other students understand the struggles the pandemic has caused regarding mental health. Mr. Carlson reflects all the core values of Skyview and always has his door open if you need someone to trust. Mr. Clunder, who has been teaching for 30 years and is currently teaching chemistry at Skyview High School, says that. Everybody, everybody says they're not worried about it, but times are tense. Uh, anything from wearing masks to actually getting it to missing... I have one student that missed a month and a half school. So the students are extremely affected by it. Our other interviewees felt that. Kids are so resilient, I think. you guys, Kids can roll with just about anything, I think, and, and come up, you know, uh, great. Uh, I, I think, too, I think like teachers, uh, I think they really miss the face-to-face contact. I think they miss their friends on a daily basis if they respected the pandemic like they were supposed to. We do all, we do know some respected and stayed home and some didn't. But I, I think it's very important for kids to, you know, be able to have their, their friends and their social groups. I think that's kind of what keeps you grounded in life is your social groups. More than anything else is just loving students where they're at, meeting where they're at, trying to listen well, and then trying to support the families along to where, hey, like, you're not thrown to the wolves. We understand the situation. We're going to have to do what we can to try to help you out. I struggled with learning new concepts while in quarantine. And now that I'm back, I have seen students who decided to remain online and struggle to keep up with the pace and stamina of the in-school learners. For example, in chemistry, 
We are four chapters ahead, which puts us at a distinct advantage over the kids who are currently online, but we'll come back next year. Those students will be behind and will have to work even harder to catch up on things that their peers are reading them. This will put, end up putting extra strain on our teachers who will be responsible for catching those students up while teaching all the necessary coursework for their own class. According to edweek.org, engaging students is more essential than ever. Months of unequal access to instruction last spring means that students will be coming back to school in person or remotely with varying degrees of learning loss. Teachers will have to address those losses as they introduce grade-level content. During quarantine, learning halted for a while because our teachers didn't know how to teach students without their normal resources. Many of our teachers struggled to use the technology necessary and couldn't easily reach their students. I struggled, I struggled keeping in contact with teachers who could barely operate their email, much less teach three months of school online. However, changes to how things were organized and conducted helped to relieve some of my stress and anxiety. Mr. Carlson, a part of the administrative staff, told me more about the struggles faced from the perspective of, of the teachers. District 2 is hard because we all want to be part of the decision making, but by, by being such a large district, we're K-12, we're the largest district in Montana, um, there are certain decisions that, that are made that we may not agree with or we may disagree with. And again, that's true of the pandemic as a whole. And so I think just listening well is super key with that. But we have to, um, again, meet student, meet teachers where they're at as well. And one of the one of the challenges is to be transparent that we had as a school like system as administration is trying to figure out what, what, what are some system things that we need to improve that impact the whole school. Um, but it's not one size fits all either. So what could be very like helpful in one teacher's class may not be very helpful in another teacher's class based on their own mental health, based on their own coping strategies, based on their own support, based on the content that they teach, the students that they teach, and just the schedule in and of itself. We have some teachers that don't have any sort of prep um, just based on the necessity, which is hard. I mean, to really do a good, a great job and prepare and also just a time just to kind of I, I need to just kind of teaching's hard. It's the best professional role because it matters, but it's the hardest professional role because it matters every day. Uh. Psychology Today reported that policies such as the way teachers could connect with students impacted teacher well-being. This was stressful for teachers regarding maintaining connections with students and families. In some cases, districts did not allow teachers to connect with students in real time online due to concerns with legal privacy issues. Even though my teachers have struggled throughout this entire experience, they have also found ways in which they could keep their kids learning and motivated. Mr. Newell did an excellent job at this by... Try the best I can to, well, you know me, being energetic, being enthusiastic about what you do. Other things teachers like Mr. Clunder did included... I accepted all late work. Uh... At the height of when everybody was gone, I didn't. I took any late work they could hand in. Um, I just tried to keep it upbeat. The kids have been really good about wearing masks. I haven't had to fight it. It's, it's actually been, I've learned a lot from them. They're not griping about mask wearing. They're just doing their job. Even though the pandemic was unplanned and was ultimately a hard thing for everyone to deal with, some good things came out of it. Uh, the biggest relief to my mental health was getting my COVID shots. Uh, I'm a little bit more relaxed now.
where I'm hopeful as we move, we move forward, we can use what we've learned within the pandemic to really drive home. We, we've got to care for our students beyond just their, just, just their test scores, that you all have a story and we want to be a part of that story in a positive and in, in a powerful way. Just people helping people. I mean, you know, it was kind of amazing how some of your smaller businesses, that was their only income. And to see, you know, the community kind of step forward and help each other out. Uh, I thought that was really, really cool. And and um, uh, watching, um, you know, watching your churches, um, how they changed and reached out. And uh, um, there were just some some real gratitude from people that, that, you know, just gave you a lot of hope. Hopefully we're at the end of the tunnel and we can see some light ahead. Throughout this whole experience, there has been ups and downs, but I am grateful for all the hard work that my teachers and administrators have done so that I can continue to get the education that I deserve. Mental health is important, and sometimes if we struggle, we need help. If you need to reach out to someone, you can reach out to the suicide hotline at 800-273-8255. Now I'd just like to say thank you to our interviewees, Mr. Klender, Mr. Newell, and Mr. Carlson taking time and talking to me about the struggles in mental health through the pandemic. Thank you to Cindy, our researcher, Morgan, our sound engineer, Grace, our script writer, Jacinia, and everyone else who helped work on this podcast. A huge thank you to the staff and faculty at Skyview High School. And finally, a thank you to Fort Cedar for giving us the opportunity to be heard. See you on the next episode of Mental Rewind. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you'll check out our other episodes.